Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, here we are at the end of the month, Power Partners. Already 2016 is just flying by. Welcome to our informational playground. You're listening to Star Style, be the star you are. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and we hope to empower you and to make your day and to help your dreams come true. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Check out our brand new website at bethestarur.org. And this is from Jonathan Winters, and I just love this one. It is, I couldn't wait for success. So I went ahead without it. (laughs) I thought that's good. You know, why wait for it to come around? Just go ahead and do it, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't the truth? I just go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you know, it's it's not going to just fall in your lap. I mean, for some people it does. For other all, the, the rest of us, we have to work really hard at it. Well, what we're going to be talking about today, uh, if you are in many of the states this time of the year is the time that you're going to be, you know, pruning your roses and thinking about roses and all of that. So it's coming up roses here, and I'm going to be talking about that in segment two, give you a little bit of history as well as talk about the different kinds. And then We'll also talk about saving for retirement because we're living longer, we're buying more, and most Americans are not watching our money close enough. So if you want a secure financial future, you're going to have to be a little bit more savvy, so we're going to uh, discuss that. Then coming up here, though, in our T for Two Health Matters, Heather's going to talk about how your tongue can tell tales in are you taking good <laughs> care of your tongue and how do you keep your mouth healthy? <laughs> so I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear more about this because I'm always scrubbing my tongue and it's, it's black quite often from drinking red wine. <laughs> at least at nighttime. But you know what, Heather, before we go into our tea for two, I just wanted to rant for a second and see if any of our listeners out there ever have this issue. I just spent several hours on the phone being transferred from one department to another through AT&T, the wonderful phone company. And every time I would get a person, they would say, oh, you're in the wrong department. I need to get you to this department. So then I would hold on hold, and then somebody would come on, and they would tell me, oh, I'd say, are you the retention department? And they would say, oh, no, I'm, I'm in such and such. The bottom line, you know, it was a couple of hours, 10 different people. Uh, wow. Twice I got messages that said, uh, you leave your number and we'll call you back. I can't even begin to tell you how frustrated I was. And uh, the reason I was calling is I just got my monthly statement and my bill doubled in one month because it went from an annual plan 
to they put me on a monthly plan because they're not offering these um, annual plans anymore because they can make double the money. So as I said to them, you either give me a better plan or I'm going to go to Comcast. And, of course, they always try to tell you you can't take your number or you've got to do such and such for a year. But I'm just here to tell our listeners, if you are having a problem with one of these major companies, you know, just do some of your homework, find out what the competition is. Then when you call them, have that ammunition. Because I had a bill when I finally got to the right person, literally minutes before the show happened. They have now um, lowered my bill 75%. Fantastic. Why? I told them, forget it. Cancel my account. I've been with them literally my whole life. I said, cancel it. I'm taking my number. I'm going to another provider. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so they came up, they came up with a, a plan that I could live with. So, you know, it just, it kind of makes you mad that you have to spend all this time. It seems that if they have, you know, if you have a client that's a really good client, don't you want to keep them with you by giving what, them? Why is it just takes away all that authenticity that you think, I mean, well, as we know, like so many companies today are all monopolized that they've all bought out other ones. So right. there's less competition so that they can offer you then less quality right. and things that may still have the names that people are sticking with because it has that, uh, that, na- that name that, they re- that they've grown up with that they've always used maybe isn't the company before or as we know, so many things have gone out of business because of there's less need for certain things and uh, now they just charging more money for it. So as right. I love that you're very, standing, very up, standing up I mean, to them with it. Because I know we're off the topic of what we're supposed to be talking about right now but it's a topic mm-hmm. that I think needs discussing because I can just imagine that there's a lot of, um, of people out there who are not standing up for themselves and just taking what they're being given. And another example is like DSL. Uh, where my office is, I can get UVerse, I can get fast connection. But where our home is, we can hardly get any connection at all. However, when you call the company up to see can they do anything, you get somebody who's in India. And they say, well, you just have to upgrade to a faster plan, except they don't have the cables and the wiring in this area to give you the faster plan. So they start charging you this really exorbitant rate for a fast plan when they can't deliver the services. So it's really, it's very frustrating. I think, I mean, all this outsourcing, they, the people don't know. I mean, it, it's, it is crazy. So anyway, I needed to rant, but I also <laughs> wanted to be this a cautionary tale for anyone who's listening, that if you are having issues with whoever it is, whether it's the power company or the water company or any of these major conglomerates, don't just sit back. I mean, I, another letter I just got was from PG&E that they're doing the same thing. They've, they're, uh, the rate that I've always had, they're eliminating it. And now I ha- I'm going to be giving, getting a new rate, which they won't tell me what it is. So <laughs> it's like, no, you know, you just you know, have to I be on what, top of I it. I think with the overall, actually you brought up a great, just kind of a consumer report kind of reminder style thing is um, I don't know how you do your uh, uh, payments for your the payments for these bills but for me nowadays is I do everything online it makes it so much easier than how yeah, I do write. everything I like automatically writing, now, but I, writing I also is, look at it yeah and but but what I'm saying is for the most part nowadays for so many things unless you know we have those you know, the automatic, the, the emails get sent to us. A lot of things with credit card statements, oftentimes we don't think to check it or check bank statements. I recently had not so intense, but that my credit, my uh, I went and looked at my bank statement, and I had a, a charge of, it said like $25 for some, you know, maintenance fee for, for my online banking because it needs a maintenance fee. And oh. I've never in all the years ever had, had that uh, charge. And when I called, they said that the free bank, the free checking that I had had since seventh grade or whatever, right. I, and it's we opened to be my free first checking, checking for account. life. Um, that means now their that life no longer, means, yeah, yeah that, that this free account that has no longer exists and that they've automatically moved me into 
um, some plan, some account thing that they have that had all these crazy restrictions that you have to keep such and such. And it was, you know, in a crazy amount, like $15,000 on the Yeah, it's an amount that you're never going to keep in a checking yeah, account. Yeah, and, right. and less. And it, and it was that thing of them uh, moving something without me knowing, without me having any idea of it. And again, you wonder why. I mean, these are the banks. What? Why are they needing to make more money? Um, but those things are just, uh, just as you're saying, staying on top of it, that because it's normally, you know, you think you're, you have so many transactions continuously going out of your accounts and on credit card things. Oftentimes, unless we're looking at detail, detail, we might miss something. So to right. stay on top of those or think, oh, has this been a, a charge to, to, just you said, contact them. And for the most part, especially if it's the first offense or that your first realization that something's been going on, that they'll uh, uh, take away any charges or try to fix things. Uh, I think nowadays, with now, if they're not trying to make any kind of fixes towards it, then that's sort of the red flag is time to move to a different company. If right, that is and I think you just you. brought up a really good point there. And it's the same as what I'm dealing with with AT&T and with uh, the, the electric gas company and PG&E is these banks are doing the same thing. Bank of America just recently did the same thing to me. And bottom line is um, I've been always been a very loyal person. I stick with yeah. somebody or something for a very long time. But they're not loyal because they break their promises. You know, as, they, as yeah. you just said, they say that they're giving you free checking for life, which they want to keep your business. And then the next thing you look at your account and you're getting charged. $25. And I just had the same thing happen to me with a safe deposit box. And so the bottom line, again, what I, I've told them, and I think that, again, for our listeners, you just have to be willing to walk away. And there are so many other establishments out there that are going to give you service and want your business. Yeah. So um, it's a hassle because you have to, especially if you're doing online banking and you've got your systems all set up, you've got to redo all that stuff. But think about what your savings are going to be. So I think we should well, do a show on this commercial. I mean, honestly, I mean, I feel like this is where today's kind of going because now you kind of stirred something in me. It kind of brings up, actually, makes me kind of just think of the whole setup of a loyalty program is, as we know, I mean, with, I mean, if you trace back, which is banks setting up from, you know, 1800 to early 20 to, to you know, last 50 years, um, our whole society and our technology has changed. But the thing I think what's upsetting is you said that you were a good customer. All these things that you've been loyal and they didn't fulfill their promise, you fulfilled your promise of saying, right. I will stay with this bank, I will stay with this company, I will put my money in here. Um, that they didn't fulfill their promise. I understand um, if the same company, the same, I'm just going to call it a bank for using it as an example, if for their new customers, brand new, now in this, in our current century, saying that our new rules are that you must keep this minimum, you must have this much, you must do this. But for the people who started out way back, you know, that have And this, that have, the people have who signed the contracts that said I they're think, going to get yeah. these services, they should still be getting those services. Exactly. I think that's, you know, the whole thing of that's how you retain your clients who currently, you know, who have the things that are still putting money into your company. And then for new clients, if you're, you're drawing in new clients, but you're drawing them in with your new, um, already with how the ways of your new things is, your new rules. So that needs to go for your new clientele, for the, for the clients that you still have who have been with you forever. It needs to abide from the original rules and the bylines that they've adjusted into. So I, I completely get you. And it's, I think that's, that's a, such a big thing just of on with everyone of the heat of, of um, having our money and having our services put into particular companies. And that yes. now. Yes. And I'm going to talk about some of the seven deadly sins of personal finance and get it more into this actually in the third segment here. So I'm going to piggyback on that. But what you just said about um, uh, doing everything online, if you are only getting, uh, if you're not getting paper um, statements anymore, make sure you are checking. I mean, I know when I was just on the phone with AT&T, they said, oh, well, we want to transfer you to non-paper. And I mean, I'm already doing automatic payments, but I get a monthly paper statement because I have so many things that come to me, getting hundreds of emails every day. There's no way I can keep up with these online statements. Plus, the service that they give me at home is so slow, I can't get to the things anyway. So 
I think that's really key is always watching your online. Well, let's see if we have time. Let's get to the tongue uh, quickly because I think that's also a very important topic and that's what people <laughs> were tuning in for today because, you know, um, we think about Miley Cyrus and sticking her tongue out or, or I think of the Rolling Stones t-shirt, you know, with the big tongue there. But what you wanted to talk to about uh, today is uh, serious and it's important because we can tell a lot by the signs, what's happening on our tongue, if it's swollen, if it's red, if it's pale, whatever. So let's get, let's get into it a little bit. What is the color of our tongue? What does it have to do with our health? Yeah, so actually something interesting, when, we, uh, when I first was given this topic, uh, going to research for us, I watched this this video to talk, uh, discussing tongue health and, oh, my God, it just makes you want to just brush your teeth for hours. I don't know how your husband, my father, is a dentist because teeth, your mouth is just a breeding bacteria. As you know, bacteria is good I wouldn't be able to be a dentist. I'm glad he is, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and tongue health, I and mean, that's the thing, you can have great teeth hygiene, but your, your tongue, that's often a place people forget to brush. They have great scrapers. But different, um, you know, different telltale signs, and oh god, some of the descriptions. I don't even know how people get their tongues into this way. But a typical tongue should just be light pink, um, no sores indicated. But other things, we know if your mouth also is dirty and disgusting as is is the uh, fastest healing thing in your body. As you know, when you bite, if you ever horrifically, not just a little nibble, but bitten into your tongue, bitten into your cheek where you're bleeding. And within, if not a day, within a few days, you're, you're fine. Um, because it's almost, it's this so much bacteria, it's, it's almost the acidity is, is in a positive way. But you still have to keep it healthy. So talking about with your tongues, it, there can be the colors, as we know, so many colors, our colors, our, our eye color, our skin color, uh, so many different things that uh, kind of set up our, our overall health. When it comes to your tongue, if you have a redness, a deep, dark red, which usually when we think red, we sore throats, um, usually a deep, dark red can mean fever, stress, asthma, heart attack. Yes, heart attack. But however, when you're having a heart attack, the first thing people say isn't stick out your tongue. So uh, that can be uh, one of the mild preempting signs leading up to it. Um, if your tongue is purple, if you're having any darkness and you haven't just drank in a big glass of red wine, um, sometimes that can be major injury associated with the tongue, uh, muscular tension, inflammation. Inflammation is one of our biggest issues in our body that causes so many things because it disrupts, it pushes pressure against other nerve systems within our body. Um, that's why uh, it, they've actually been sued, but um, there was a company for a while that was selling a juice that was all about helping relieve inflammation. As we know, just eating healthy ve uh, vegetables and greens um, is going to help with inflammation and con uh, consistently having a good flush in your body of toxicities with H2O and water. Uh, I kind of did a good uh, flesh eating. Something, too, of just keeping your mouth um, and your tongue of the bacteria, why your breath smells, why you have bad breath and morning breath and all those things is because of bacteria. It's because when you're, you've allowed the cells to dry, bacteria grows on it. That's what breath is, is bacteria breath. Um, by staying hydrated, that helps. I was just going to say, isn't drinking a lot of water good for it then? Oh, Would fantastic. That, water, your body is made of water. You need water. That's why your electrolytes, everything, your, think of your body as your earth, is that our, the earth is made up of, of more water than anything else, but so little bit of use and so much of it is salt water. Same thing with your body. You excrete salty water from your body. You need so much water taking in. And uh, we discussed in a previous show talking about urine, but, but that's what's coming out of you, too. If it asks you how you can detect the health of your urine, you can detect it in your tongue-wise, too. The different colorations, it's sort of where it's starting and where it's ending things. Um, if you haven't consumed, you know, various products that's going to dye your tongue, these deep, dark tongues and poor, uh, bad smells in the breath sometimes can be stuff related with gum health or rotting teeth. But a lot of times, too, it can be bacteria, things uh, that have gotten within the tongue that are growing in there. It's mouths are sort of a disgusting, horrible thing, <laughs> but we all have them. And and the crazy thing is that we our all have mouths. Hopefully, yes. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be here. 
No, the thing is that we can't hate on it. It's that we have to realize it's natural. It's science. Is that everyone has it. It's growth. This I said before is that there are hundreds and thousands of mites eating away at our face and eyelashes right now as we speak. There are hundreds and thousands of bacteria in our mouth. It's just keeping proper oil hy- hygiene of your tongue. A great fixing, if you don't have a scraper, which they're very inexpensive, you can just use a toothbrush to scrape away uh, bacteria and plaque. That will help. Uh, that will help get away with uh, bad bacteria in the mouth, bad breath, and potentially help you from anything that could be associated uh, with heart attack or heart disease. That could happen with your oral health. So that's trying to wrap all in because we got so into all of our economics. Wow! Trying to throw all of our stuff in. So well, you got a lot in, in there. You got a lot in there about yeah, about the tongue. So the says. important thing is then, I guess, to really. I mean, obviously. Uh, we need to drink lots of water all the time, but if if you are feeling under the weather, take a peek at your tongue, and because uh, you might find some signs there that um, that need that need some fixing up, right? That if you're if it's either if it's either too pale or too red or inflamed, there could be infection or who knows what. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. into your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light Well, hello again. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. So we got off on a little bit of a riff on, in the first segment talking more about consumer affairs and you know, banks and companies that weren't being loyal. But you know, that seems to be the sign of the time these days. It's when people are changing jobs so often and companies are only caring about the bottom line. I think the consumer gets totally lost in the shuffle. So. What we have to do as individuals and as small businesses as well is to learn to stick up for ourselves and to constantly be uh, looking for other options and have other options in our pockets and all of that kind of thing. It's not going to do any good at all if we, um, you know, just acquiesce to all of these demands that people are doing. It just, I, it just makes me sort of angry that we even have to think about this. Again, loyalty has always been really important to me, and I'm just not seeing it in the business world that much anymore. And uh, that's to be—that's something that we should really be sad about. I think that's really a sadness that um, that nobody seems to care what kind of promises that they made. So, again, if it's if you've been offered. Uh, 
checking for life or that safe deposit box for life, as long as you keep, you know, so much in, it's probably not going to happen anymore. But I agree with what Heather said, is that would be fine for new customers, but it shouldn't be for the long-lasting customers. Well, now we're just going to turn to something a little bit happier. We're going to go into the garden. And as you know, I am a really huge Rose fan. We did do that wonderful interview uh, on December 30th with David Austin Rose's Michael Marriott, and he gave us a lot of information about roses. And it is now that time of year, where at the end of January or beginning of February, where if you're, there are bare roots out there, you're going to start planting your bare roots. And looking for roses. So I thought what better time than to talk about all the different kinds of roses, a little bit of history of roses, and uh, what you might be able to do now. So, you know, I've always loved Roland Brown's quote. It's, I don't know whether nice people tend to grow roses or growing roses makes people nice. I I think that it's probably both, but it, I really do like the fact that people who do grow roses seem to be very kind people. You know that roses are the most popular bloomers in the world, and they have a very long and colorful history as symbols of love, of war, beauty, friendship, and politics. Now, according to fossil evidence, the majestic rose is older than humankind, and it dates to over 35 million years ago. The cultivation of garden roses most likely began in China over 5,000 years ago, and throughout the Northern Hemisphere, the genus Rosa includes 150 species. Now, roses were used for celebrations, for um, perfume, for medicine, for fashion, and for decor. The Persians considered the rose a representation of love. Now, the Romans, they planted extensive public rose gardens. The Greeks wrote about roses, and pagan goddesses were associated with this fragrant flower as well. During the 15th century, the War of the Roses saw the House of York with its white rose fighting against the Red Rose House of Lancaster, and that was for the control of England. And in France, Napoleon's wife, Josephine, planted an extensive rose collection at Chateau de Maison, where the famed illustrator, Pierre-Joseph Roydou, completed what is considered one of the finest records of botanical illustrations with his watercolor collection, Les Roses. Now, contrary to popular belief, roses are extremely easy to grow with relatively low maintenance, and the rewards, as far as I'm concerned, far outweigh any efforts uh, than the work it is to grow them. And so with this time of year when heavy pruning is in order and the bare root specimens are uh, hitting the stores, and, of course, it's Valentine's coming up in a couple of weeks, I think we should look at the different kinds of roses. So first of all, we have the Floribunda. These versatile, sun-loving shrubs, they have the most blossoms of the hybrid teeth, and they set clusters of 3 to 15 blossoms per stem. So you could literally cut one stem and have an entire bouquet in your room. Then there's the hybrid teeth. Now, these are ideal for cutting because they're very tall, they're very striking, they're long-stem roses. These are the ones that you associate with the florist bouquets. These are the ones that you would probably... Give your loved ones at Valentine's or on special, special you know, occasions. Hybrid teas have only one flower per stem, and many of the varieties have a beautiful rose fragrance. Many of them also have no fragrance at all. Now, Grandiflora is a repeat bloomer, and it's a cross between a Floribunda and a hybrid tea. And these grow up to six feet tall, and these elegant roses feature clusters on short stems. So... They're kind of nice for a shorter arrangement if you want to put them, you know, like on a dining room table that you're going to set and have guests. Now, one of my favorites, especially if you have a, um, if you have, um, a hillside, are shrub and carpet roses. These are disease-resistant. They have compact growth. They have impressive clusters with little to no maintenance, and they just make a great selection for hillsides. 
these landscape roses spread growing close to the ground, which is why they're often referred to as carpet roses. You can whack them off at the end of the season for even more blooms, and they'll just keep blooming and blooming and blooming. Then there are climbers. They can be trained to a trellis or to a fence or an arbor, and these roses produce long, arching canes with prolific blooms. And uh, if you put them on a wall or a wire, they, they'll just dress up any garden, and then they'll climb that wall. Then there are tree roses. They're a very hardy root stock. They're grafted to long-stemmed roses, and then they're grafted again to a rose bush at the top of the stem, and then it makes a very elegant, tall rose. You do have to really have some additional care to maintain these specimens. So if you are interested in growing tree roses, you want to talk to your nurseryman or uh, someone who is a rosarian. Then there are miniatures. They're perfect for container gardening, and they're very resilient roses. They range from 6 inches to 2 feet in height. They flower consistently. They're great for small spaces. My favorite is called Sun Sprinkles. It has creamy butter yellow florets and a plant that's only about a foot tall. Now, there's something else when you go to buy roses. There are grades of roses, and you'll see numbers on the tag. They might be one, one and a half, or two. And these grades are showing you the size and quality of the plant, with the best being number one, which will have bigger and better canes, will grow faster, and will provide more blooms in the first year. So it's always worth buying the best quality rose appropriate to your own particular microclimate. You can buy a cheap rose, but if it's diseased or it's stunted, it may never, ever catch up. They're also patented in roses. Now, breeders can register their roses with the patent office, and this means they can't be duplicated. You can't legally propagate them without permission. Now, how they know if you cut a stem and flick it, you know, stick it in your garden, I'm not sure, but you're not supposed to. So then growing roses, what are the most important things to remember for pest protection? First of all, you want to buy a top-quality specimen that's appropriate for your conditions. And then although most roses prefer a full sun, there are varieties that grow beautifully in light shade. The roses need good drainage in acidic soil. So you have to improve the clay soil by working organic matter into the beds to a depth of 12 inches. Gypsum, pine needles, redwood leaves, coffee grounds, they're all going to reduce the alkalinity. And you want to fertilize in March with a mixture of alfalfa pellets and diatomaceous earth. And for insect control, companion plant, use lavender or alliums, and they will work fine. Alliums are in the onion family. Now, deadheading and pruning. After blooms are spent, you want to deadhead to encourage repeat blooming. And don't worry about how you cut the stems because they're really not fussy. Roses aren't fussy at all. You can pinch off the blooms with your fingers. You can use a sharp shear to cut to the fifth leaf. But once a year at the end of January or the beginning of February, you want to prune the wood back to half its size for all the modern varieties. Now, for floribundas, hybrid teas, and grandiflorus, you can wait until early spring because uh, just as the buds are swelling, that's a good time to prune it. And then old-fashioned roses and climbers, they, you want to prune them right after flowering because they only bloom on old wood. If you don't know what kind of rose bush you have, don't worry. Just prune in late January. Let nature do its magic. Roses can't be killed by heavy pruning. Now, rose hips, if you don't deadhead, you're going to see those little orange-red balls forming where the bloom used to be. The birds love these rose hips as nutritional food, and they also are food for humans, especially flavorful for tea. However, if you're going to allow the rose hips to form, the bush will stop blooming as the hips signal it's time for a rest. So make sure to prune them off to enable lots of spring flowers. And then thorns, you know, most roses do have thorns. There are a few varieties that don't, but most of them do. So I'm willing to put up with a few cuts now and then because of the pleasure that roses provide. I like to say what Abraham Lincoln said, and he said this about roses. Some people are grumbling because roses have thorns. I'm thankful that thorns have roses. So at this time of year, you're going to find numerous bare root varieties at your nursery or your garden center, and you can also uh, peruse rose catalogs if you're seeking special roses that aren't carried anywhere. Uh, David Austin Roses through February 19th is offering a 20% discount off your order from their catalog or from their website, davidaustinroses.com. Use promo code UHA, that's U, 
like in Uranus, H like in horse, A as in apple. And just remember that being a Rosarian does breed kindness in people. So this year, why not plant a rose garden and enjoy years of beauty, fragrance, and armfuls of of bouquets to share throughout the season. And I do think that this year is coming up roses. So happy gardening and happy growing. And when we come back from our break, we are going to talk about some personal finance and how to protect yourself against uh, losing your money. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You're listening live on the Voice American Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Back in a bit. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. You know how to reinvent yourself? In today's rapid pace of change, today's successful job may be outdated tomorrow. Your level of success in business depends on your ability to adapt, transition, and reinvent yourself. It's important not to get stagnant and to greet change as an opportunity for growth. You'll always be valuable for what you do best, but being able to modify your skills to meet the emphasis of a technological world It's going to serve you best in the long haul. The 65 age retirement model will probably be abandoned by many employers in the future, which means that an increasingly important criteria is for hobbies and avocations for older people. It might be their potential to generate some income as well. So your livelihood may be dependent on the reinvention of you. Be prepared. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Be the lucky star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are, you are the star. Pump up your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. It's always a power party here at Star Style Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am always happy that you joined us here. Well, we're going to talk about things that can really derail your personal finance and how you can protect yourself as best as possible and put away some money for retirement. For all of you who are so young, you know, and you're in your 20s or 30s, and retirement just seems so far away, but it gets there really, really quickly. And some of our financial fate, of course, is beyond our control because markets boom, markets bust, inflation comes, inflation goes. But we do have power to change our own behavior. That's kind of the only power we have. And that is important because with finances, as with everything else in life, the wrong behavior can end up landing us in a very dangerous spot. So to avoid ending up in a place that you don't want to be, you want to take note of some of these tips that I'm going to give you today and ignore them literally at your financial peril. These are coming from great sources that I have put together. And you want to just keep them kind of front and center in your calculations to enjoy a fruitful financial life. So first of all, 
There's a lot of research. You know, I'm a big optimist. I, I always believe that the glass is half, half filled. But what's been said is, do you worry about outliving your money? And if you do, are you, if you are concerned about outliving your money, that is actually a good thing. Because if you're too optimistic about uh, having a lot of money at the, in your final years, it could be dangerous when it comes to your saving now. The research is showing that those who are optimistic about having enough money for retirement aren't concerned enough, and that blissful optimism is putting kind of blinders on them, and it's not giving them the motivation necessary to defer their spending and save. Whereas the pessimists, who I usually don't like to align myself with the pessimists, but if they're more concerned about living under a bridge or having to live under on a street because they're not going to have enough money, chances are they're going to be better savers. There's not, they're not going to splurge that quickly. So here are some solutions. You can make saving automatically, and that is probably the key to protecting yourself against being too optimistic or too pessimistic. So if you're, you have a 401k through your retirement uh, at work, your plan at work, you know, make sure that you are uh, adding to it and to the max. And the other thing you can do if you don't have a 401k, like if you're independent as I am, make sure you're deducting a certain amount uh, from your checking account each month and investing it in a mutual fund or some kind of account that is a savings account that's for you. And make sure that you are maxing out your IRAs, so your Roth IRAs every year. The next thing is that spending money on the latest gadgets might make us happy, but it's always just in the short run because it is a process known as a hedonic adaptation. We really get used to quickly those the little things that we buy. For example, the new luxury car or the latest iPhone or whatever it is. That happiness factor fades. But there'll always be someone who's going to have nicer toys than you do. So you want to stay away from that treadmill. If you're considering buying something that's expensive, take a long time deciding. And that anticipation of buying it is really what's the best part of it. So learn to buy things that you really need. (coughs) Now, inertia. The failure to do anything with your money is probably the biggest drain of all. Heather and I were talking about banks earlier and as we know, uh, right now in a bank account, you, if you have money in a bank account, you're probably getting less than 0.01% annually. And if inflation is 3.2%, which is the historic average, you're going to lose 47% of your spending power if you leave that money there for 20 years. So the solution to that is, is to stop, the, stop using those really low interest rates as an excuse to do nothing. Instead, you know, look for a savings account that are at least giving 1% or 2%. There are several online. Or bank, some CDs might be a little bit longer. Um, and still, those rates are really low, but they will compound over years, whereas a 0% compound over 10 years still equals zero. So you want to shop around and don't keep that much money in just your bank. You want it's better to be investing. Now impulsiveness is another thing. Though it might seem the opposite of inertia, being impulsive is just as deadly to your finances because the temptation comes when somebody else tells you how rich they're getting by buying this particular stock or bond or whatever it is. Just remember there really are no get rich quick schemes and with an opportunity to make high return with virtually no risk, that is a a sign of disaster. So stop and think. Just, you know, you want to be kind of slow, effortful, logical, calculate, be conscious before you take action. Don't just do something on an emotional basis. And trust, you know, don't you hate it when someone's giving you advice, financial or otherwise, and they don't disclose a conflict of interest? Well, this is interesting with advisors because what the research has shown is that when an advisor does disclose a conflict of interest, for example, that you know this particular uh, product that they're selling it will bring them more money, etc., they actually feel morally licensed to abuse the conflict by selling you the product and taking a higher commission. And very often, the person that they're advising feels obligated to buy it because the advisor has already it disclosed to them. So 
just be aware. Trust an advisor enough to listen, but not so much to follow blindly. Ask questions. Make sure you fully understand the answers. Don't act immediately on advice. Instead, discuss any advice that you get, even from an advisor, with other people who are knowledgeable and that don't have a stake in the decision. And then do your research online as well. Remember that better investments tend to be simple and they tend to be transparent. And, you know, if you're really good at doing things on your own, perhaps you don't need an advisor. Just do a lot of research online or with, the, or with papers or magazines or Wall Street Journal or whatever it is that you read. Now, greed is another thing is that can just lead you down the hill to destruction. We would all like to make more money on our investments, but when you greedily go after high rewards, high-risk investments, even after careful consideration, even after you have your eyes fully open, that can lead to disaster. So how can you get better returns without undue risk? You want to look for investments with the lower risk option that provide a better return than the higher risk choice. Now that goes for whether it's a bank CD or whether it is something sold by a broker or whether it's a mutual fund, etc. Anytime you are promised high returns with virtually no risk, run away. And don't take these calls from strangers. Just remember, strangers don't typically contact you to make you rich. They typically contact you to bleed you of your savings. Is your investment portfolio as cluttered as your closet? Do you have investments spread over multiple banks and financial companies? Because if you do, you might not know where everything is. Now, that easily happens as the years go by because you change jobs and then you leave your 401Ks or your plans with former employees and then you relocate to a different area and you forget to close out your accounts. So you want to bring some order to your financial life by consolidating your accounts. You might even use a target date fund. A target date fund will hold a mix of stocks and bonds based on your expected retirement date. And it doesn't matter if it's 40 years away or, you know, 50 years away. If the fund's managers adjust the mix to be more conservative as your retirement draws uh, closer. You can also hire an advisor to bring order and discipline, but you've got to make sure that the advisor sticks with an investment plan. And just also remember that advisors are people, and they have the same tendencies as consumers towards chasing hot investments and indulging in the other, other sins that I was telling you about. And, you know, I know that when I was first starting my investment strategy, my very first stock, and I called a company that I'll leave nameless, and I got a new broker who was trying to sell a gold stock out of Canada, which, you know, he was getting a big commission for. And he told me how great it was going to be and I should invest this. Well, I guess I can tell you that the first $2,000, I think in those days I was putting my IRA money, and I think it was 2000 you could put in. Um, within a year it was gone. Uh, that, that big, wonderful investment he was telling me about went belly up within a year, so I lost every penny. So just don't take advisors' advice thinking that they know what they're talking about. A lot of time they're serving their own purposes. And finally, just another thing is to be alert of the scams that are going on. Right now, there are huge IRS scams happening where you will get a phone call. Somebody poses as an IRS agent. They say that you owe back taxes, and they threaten you with penalties and even jail time. And then, you know, when you get upset about it, this bogus agent will try to be helpful, and then they'll provide you with the solution that, of course, involves sending cash in a very quick and untraceable way. If you get any calls from anybody like this, assume they are a scam. Just remember the IRS doesn't call people about back taxes. It'll send you a notice by mail. Hang up. If any information you provide actually will probably target you for more bogus calls, and then report the incident to the U.S. Treasury Inspector General for tax administration. They have an 800 number. It's 800-366-4484. And if you're contacted by email, forward it to the IRS at phishing at irs.gov. But I will say I'm, I get these uh, phishing things. I think most of you probably do too. Literally uh, daily. I'm probably 
50, 60, 70, maybe hundreds of them, I'm in my, and it goes to my spam, and, uh, but, and I don't ever report them to the, the phishing.irs, but um, you might want to do that. Also, you can, you know, if you have the call identification on your phone, when you get these numbers from the other, from crazy places, just don't even answer. Maybe eventually they will quit calling you. The truth is, is that once you answer a scam call or email, you are put on a list that is sold and given away and hijacked, and you will be on every list. So hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully you will uh, start saving some money and make 2016 a great money year for you and put some money in savings where you'll have something to retire to. Well, that's the show for today. I thank you so much for listening, allowing Heather and I into your life to be your personal growth success coaches, helping you to achieve more, dream more, be more. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For information about Star Style Productions, whether you want a garden consultation or help with writing, acting, or media, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR. And for the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Brand new site. We have a brand new site for our radio show, too, at StarStyleRadio.com. You can find Express Yourself and Star Style there. So my aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. We want you to read a book this week, and hopefully it will be Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And the three surefire steps that will take you from wishing upon a star to being one is to imagine your dreams as if they already exist, speak as if they already exist, and act as if they already exist. And until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. This is Cynthia Bryan thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. I hope you have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And we'll be together next week, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Thanks for listening. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. Keep caring. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style. Be the star you are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.